0: Hello, I'm Tim Dumas, and this is the Hope for Healing, Faith for Living podcast. Welcome to today's podcast. I am your host, Tim Dumas. I'm so glad that you're here. This is the second part of a teaching on just practical things we can do along with spiritual things we can do and should do to walk in health. And let's just look at 3 John verse 2 to begin with because we have to know that it is God's will that we walk in health or we should not be pursuing it. I mean, that's just how it is. If it's not God's will that we're healthy and and be healthy— And if we are sick that we recover, then we should not pursue it, either through prayer or the practical things. I mean, we should only want what God wants for us, but thankfully, we serve a good God. And Exodus chapter 15, verse 26 says, He's the Lord who heals. That's what he said of himself. And then the verse I just want to start with today is 3 John 2, which says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be healthy, even as your soul prospers. So we know it's God's will. He desires for us to be healthy. So let me quickly go over the things that I said last time, and then we'll look at some more things that we should do uh, to help us walk in health. Number one, and the most important one, is keep the word flowing in. Psalms 107 verse 20 says, he sends his word and heals them and delivers them from the graves. Proverbs 4 verses 20 through 22, it talks about how those who find the word, that that word is healing to them. And then in John 6, 63, Jesus said that the words that he speaks, their spirit, they are life. Amen. And then in Psalms 107 verse 2, it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed from trouble. And, and the point is, keep a right confession. What we say with our mouth matters. Uh, we should not be saying, oh, I'm sick, I'm not going to recover. No, we should be saying, uh, the Lord is my healer. I will get well. I will recover. My God is good. Uh, Hebrews ten twenty three says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promises faithful. And if we're going to have a right confession, that simply means that what we say lines up with God's Word because God's Word is true. God's Word is right. And we looked at uh, another thing was we have to have scriptures that we're standing on. We have to know and have this foundation of scriptures of why we know and believe God is our healer, that healing is provided for us through the redemptive work of Christ, and it is God's will for us to be well. And we looked at those scriptures. Now, let's start some more here. Another thing we need to be doing is pray, of course, but we also need to continue to forgive. Now, let me give you some scriptures. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God also in Christ forgave you. See, we need to think about that when we're dealing with other people who may have wronged us. God forgave us. So what right do we have to hold things against other people? Now, let me give you another scripture. Jesus said in Mark 11, verse 25, he says, And whenever you stand praying, forgive, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. So we see here that not forgiving can hinder our faith, hinder our ability to receive from God and to fight sickness. So, Scripture is clear. God expects us to forgive others just like He has forgiven us. Now here's another thing another thing, develop healthy living habits. I'm not going to go too far into this, but you know you need proper rest. Uh, you need to work on improving your nutrition. If you don't pay attention to that, we can eat healthy foods or we can eat unhealthy foods foods and we need to, uh, of course, exercise. Exercise is good for our body. But also, uh, don't overdo it, whether it's exercise or work or whatever. And realize as you get older, then your living habits may need to change. Your diet may need to change, the way you exercise, how much you exercise, all that may need to change. And it's good sometimes to go get a trainer and let them help you uh, understand what is best for you to do as far as exercise and sleep, sleep uh, routines and uh, even what you eat. But let me talk about overworking for a minute, because we see an example in Scripture where this person was actually working for God, but he pushed himself too hard. Philippians chapter 2, verses 25 through 30. Listen to what it says. It says, uh, this is Paul writing to the church in Philippi. He says, I thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my need, for he has been longing for you all and has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill, near to death. But God had mercy on him, and not only to him, but also to me, lest I should have had sorrow upon sorrow. I am more eager to send him, therefore, that you may rejoice in seeing him again, that I may be less anxious. So receive him in the Lord with all joy and honor such men. For he nearly died for the work of Christ. Risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. Okay, so what this is saying is that this man, he nearly died because he was doing so much work trying to make up for what other people weren't doing that he just overdid it. He just overdid it. So he did not take care of himself. And because of that, he risked his life. He almost died. But praise God, Paul said God had mercy on him. So he ended up being okay. But here's my point. Even if you're doing the right things, if you overdo it, you're going to risk your health. So be wise in what you do. All right. Here's another thing we need to keep in mind. No stress or anxiety. Of course, you know, stress and being overworked can have a negative effect on us. Anxiety can have a negative effect. In fact, I've read it can even affect our, our digestive process which can lead to more health problems. Let's look and see what it says in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4-7. through seven. It says, "'Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone, for the Lord is at hand. And do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.'" So clearly here, the scripture is telling us, don't be anxious for anything. Don't get stressed out. Always rejoice. Always rejoice. And with prayer and thanksgiving, let God know your request. Let him know what you need. And then the Bible says, the peace of God will guard your heart. I like that. The peace of God will guard your heart. So we don't need to be stressed out. We don't need to be anxious about anything. In fact, we're told not to. So just bring whatever it is that's causing you stress to God in prayer, and then trust Him. Now, I want to talk about sin. Okay, what about sin and the effect that it has on us as far as sickness? Well, the truth is, when God created everything, everything was good. But then sickness came in the world because of sin. Now, not all sickness is a result of personal sin, but we do see that sin can't open the door for sickness. And therefore, the reverse is true. Faith in living according to the word can close the door to sickness. Let me share with you what it says in John chapter 5, beginning with verse 11. He says, But he answered them, The man who healed me, that man said to me, Take up your bed and walk. This is a uh, lame like man who had been healed. This is what he's saying. And then they asked him, Who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was. For Jesus had withdrawn, and there was a crowd in the place. And afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. Now, as I said, sickness that we deal with, there's just sickness in the world. But apparently, sin can open the door to sickness, And therefore, faith in living right can't help shut the door to sickness. So live the way that God wants you to live. Amen? Another thing, get wisdom and help from doctors. Now, seeing a doctor or taking medicine doesn't mean a lack of faith. In fact, it's doing what we can in the natural to go along with our faith in God, who is our healer, and that He wants us to be well. So let's be clear. The scripture does not show God is against doctors or medicine. In fact, it shows the opposite. Luke chapter 5, verse 31 says, And Jesus answering said to them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. In other words, he's saying sick people need a doctor. And then we see in Colossians chapter 4, verse 14 that Luke was a doctor. And Jesus referred to himself as the physician, the great physician, Mark chapter 2, verse 17, and Luke chapter 4, verse 23. Medicine can be good. Proverbs 17, verse 22 says a joyful heart is good medicine. And then we see in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 23, where Paul told Timothy not just to only drink water, but to drink a little wine because he had frequent stomach ailments. So it's okay to go see a doctor. But the key is, is to keep God first. Seek him first. And if you do go to a doctor, pray for wisdom for the right doctor to go see and also pray for wisdom for your doctor. And listen to what your doctor says. But remember, he doesn't have the last word. The last word is God's word. So if the doctor says there's no hope, that doesn't line up with what God's word says. Jesus is our hope. Now let me share with you just a portion of Scripture where we see a king who had a, a, a an issue. And in the NIV version, it brings out that he didn't seek God at all. He only sought doctors. 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verses 11-13. through 13. And it reads, the events of Asa's, that was the king's reign from beginning to end, are written in the book of kings of Judah and Israel. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa was afflicted with a disease in his feet. Though his disease was severe, even in his illness, he did not seek help from the Lord, but only from physicians. And then in the 41st year of his reign, Asa died and rested with his ancestors. See, the NIV really brings it out that even though he was sick, he did not go to God. He did not seek God's help. He only went to the doctors. That doesn't honor God. That doesn't put us in a position where we can get help from God. It's it's not having faith in God. And if we're not in faith, then we're not pleasing God. Okay? So just remember, it's not wrong to go see doctors, but put God first. Then another thing, get your house in order. At some point, we're going to die, and it's important to have your house in order. Now, there's two aspects to that you need to think about. First of all, you need to know that you are saved, that you're ready to go see Jesus, that when you close your eyes for the last time, you will go to heaven. You need to know that for sure, and the salvation is only through Jesus Christ. And The second part of that is do everything you can in the natural to make it easier for those that are left behind, your family or whoever that you're going to leave um, your belongings to. Now, there's ways that you can set things up financially that make it a lot easier for those um, who will inherit what you leave behind. So look into that. Get your house in order. Make sure everything's right with you, and then make sure everything is in the best possible way for um, those who are left behind. Second Kings chapter 20, verses 1 through 2 says, in those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said to him, Thus saith the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not recover. Now, if you read further into that chapter, uh, God did grant Hezekiah more time. But the point is, we're all going to die at some point. So make sure you're ready to die. And then do your best to have your affairs in order for those who love you, that you leave behind. Now, lastly, I'm going to remind you of the promise. Okay, Psalms 91, verses 15 through 16 says, When he calls out to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. That's the promise. So as we are going through this life, as we are following Christ, as we're living for him, as we're growing learning, standing on the promises, just remember that God says that He wants you to have a long life. He wants you to have a long life. So if sickness comes at you, fight it. Fight through faith. Do things in the natural to recover. Learn how to live a healthy lifestyle. Do what you can and believe God for that long life that He promised to satisfy you with. Have your house in order because at some point you will die. So be ready for that and have your house in order. So these are some things that we can keep in mind to help us walk in health and keep, uh, keep in health. But if you do fall to sickness, don't just give in to it. Keep your confession of faith. Keep that word flowing and believe God for recovery. Amen. Again, I'm Tim Dumas. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Thank you for being here with me. If you want to um, find out more about me, you can look at timdumas.net. You can go to um, also this podcast website, which is... Hope for hopeforhealingfaithfulliving.com and I'm going to try to add more things to the website that will be a benefit to you. So again, thank you for being here. I want you to know that God loves you.